Thank you for joining us for this week's Team Challenge Southern California podcast. I would like to remind all of our wonderful listeners that we have a 24-7 prayer hotline staffed by Team Challenge staff members who are ready to pray for you at 888-520-0620. And if you have a loved one or know someone who is struggling with addiction, you can refer them to that number, 888-520-0620. We continue our Spiritual Emphasis 2021 series with a message from one of our anointed and amazing alumni, James Forrest. He pastors at Tulare First Assembly. Listen in as he preaches a fired up message from God's Word during our Wednesday morning session. I have waited for this moment for two years. Spiritual emphasis is the one time he shared that I know for sure I get to come and connect with my family and it didn't happen last year in person. It broke my heart. And so this year when I heard it was happening and it's in our own backyard, I said, Lord, thank you, Jesus. You've heard my cries. You've answered our prayers. You allowed us to come together all for your glory. Come on, somebody. Glad to be here. I want to tell you this. I need everyone's eyes on me. I want to tell you I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for making the best decision you've ever made in your life. I'm proud of you because I know that it wasn't easy. I'm proud of you because I know when you were getting ready to make that, the, the decision to come here that all hell came against you and tried to stop you, but you pressed in anyway. I'm proud of you that you've, you've decided that your life and your family's life was worth the investment of one year of your time to change the eternity of your family forever. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because... I'm more proud of this group of Teen Challenge students than any ever before because Teen Challenge, it's always difficult. Can someone say amen? Amen. Nothing worthwhile is easy. But I know that this year it's been a little more difficult. You've had to overcome some more hurdles. There's been some more obstacles. There's been some more things that have come against you. But all of that stuff, has it really been a setback or has it been a setup for God to show us his faithfulness in a brand new way? Come on, can you say amen? I might have been pressed, but I wasn't crushed. I might have been persecuted, but I wasn't abandoned. I might have been struck down, but I'm not destroyed. Come on, make some noise this morning. And here's what we're going to do, because I know you've been experiencing God's faithfulness. Come on, it's the it's the word of the year for Southern California Teen Challenge. There couldn't be a better there couldn't be a better anointed word for you than God's faithfulness. And I know it's been welling up inside of you. You've been experiencing God in all brand new ways. The Lord's been breaking stuff off of your life. Chains have been ripping off. Shackles have been coming off your life. Come on, you've been experiencing things for the first time you've never experienced in your life. You, you're, you're, God is showing you things and doing things in your life right now that you never thought was possible. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to set the tone. that, that We're going to pour out our hearts and cry out to God this morning. And we're going to unleash a praise that's going to reach from here to heaven and from the communities around us and I want you to pray on the count of three I want you to give 15 seconds of the best praise that you have inside of you I don't mean that golf clap praise I don't mean that I don't mean that uh, we're not having biscuits and gravy this Friday I mean I'm I mean 
saying, I want you to praise him like he's the king of kings. I want you to praise him like he is the Lord of lords. He is the beginning and the end. He is the alpha and the omega. Come on. And he's faithful. And on the count of three, I want you to give him 15 seconds of the best praise inside of you. One, two, three. Come on. Jesus. 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 Oh, we love you, Lord. You're good, God. You're faithful. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. 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 Come on, because he's faithful. Say it. He's faithful. Come on. He's faithful. Come on. He's faithful. The Bible says his faithfulness continues from generation to the generation, just stay standing with me for one more second. I want to read this verse to you. Our key scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, but I want to start in verse 4 because it's so good. In verse 4, it says, I always thank God for you because of the grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way. In all your speaking, in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly, eagerly await for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. I want to say that again. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed, he will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, he is faithful. He is faithful. Lift your hands up to heaven in a way that you say, Lord, I worship you and I'm ready to receive from you this morning. Father, your presence is so thick in here. I cried during the second song too, Lord, because I felt a move of your spirit in this place. I know that you want to break the shackles of fear off of our lives here this morning. God, you're ready to set us free. You're about to pour out some destiny like we've never experienced it before. God, and I just thank you. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would move me so far out of the way. Holy Spirit, that you would come and speak through me. I pray for fresh manna from heaven right now in the moment, God. And I pray that you would you, uh, anoint this word in a way that it would touch every single heart that's here. And we pray that in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says... Amen. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. High five your neighbor and go ahead and have a seat. Oh, Jesus. Come on. He's so good. He's so good. He's faithful. He's faithful. I want to talk to you this morning just briefly about stepping out of your fears and into God's faithfulness. And the title of my message this morning is Comfort is Not My Calling. Comfort is not my calling. Look at your neighbor and say, Comfort is not my calling. Okay, now you said it. Now you're going to keep each other accountable. Amen. I want you to turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, please. Who's got their sword with, with them this morning? Come on, hold up your Bibles in here today. I'm going to tell you, you know why this is so refreshing? Because you can walk into a church today and 75% of the people in there don't have their Bibles with them. And listen, it's so refreshing to come here and to see all of you with your Bibles. Come on, his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. 
Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. And I want to speak to you. I want to use a, a, I want to use a story in Exodus chapter 3 in Moses' life to illustrate the word that God's given me for you today. And just to catch us up, we're going to start reading in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7. But just a quick catch us up. I know that most of you are familiar with Moses' story, but if you're not, I'm just going to, I'm going to really speed through here to catch you up. Moses was a Hebrew, but he was born in Egypt. And he was born in Egypt in a time when uh, the Egyptian rulers were uh, worried about the Hebrews becoming too strong and overtaking them. So they had made a law that any Hebrew baby boy was to be killed at birth. But Moses' mom doing what, Mo what mamas do. When Moses was born, he, she tucked him away and she hid him as long as he could. And then when he got old enough that he, he, she couldn't hide him anymore, she decided she was going to go down and she set him in the reeds on the river, river where she knew that Pharaoh's daughter would come and find him. It's the providence of God. And Pharaoh's daughter came down and she rescued Moses right there out of the weeds. Come on, how many of you have been rescued out of the weeds? How many of you, God's providence, just rescued out you out of the weeds? And so Pharaoh's daughter came and rescued him out of the weeds. And Moses grew up in Pharaoh's household as Pharaoh's daughter's son. When Moses became a man, he saw another or he saw an Egyptian man who was beating on one of his uh, Hebrew brothers, and it angered him. And in this moment of anger, uh, Moses went over and he killed this Egyptian man, and then he immediately tried to cover it up. Come on, how many know the truth always comes out? You can't hide the truth. And it, it, it didn't take long before the people around him to know that Moses, what Moses had done, it got back to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was going to be out for his life. And so Moses was like, I got to get out of here. And he ran for his life to a place called Midian. When he got to Midian, he, uh, he came into the household of a man named Jethro. And Jethro was a, a farmer and somewhat of a, of a wealthy man. And Jethro took him in and he gave him a job and a place to stay. And he let him marry one of his daughters. Somebody say, Amen. So there Moses was in the house of Jethro, and he started working there and, and kind of restarted his life there in the house of Jethro. Some 40 years went by. Moses was out in the field, and he had his encounter with God through the, an angel of the Lord at the burning bush. And at, at, at that point, at this point, uh, Moses has his first encounter with God, and that's where we're going to pick up right here in Exodus chapter 3. In verse 7, and it says this, the Lord said to Moses, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. They had been held captive. I have heard them crying out because they're slave drivers and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land. Come on, can you say amen? I'm so grateful that God brought me up out of that land of slavery and into a good and spacious land. I love that the Bible even says, God says, I'm going to bring you on up out of it. I'm going to bring you up out of that land. I'm going to bring you up out of that place of slavery into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. I got through all five of them. Someone say amen. And now the cry of Israel has reached me, and I have seen the way that the Egyptians are oppressing them. And then he says this to Moses. He says, so now go. I am sending you. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, 
the Israelites out of Egypt. Now I can imagine as God is telling Moses this story, there is a, a piece of this story where Moses is like, well, this is really good news. Man, God, I like where you're going here. God's telling him, hey, I've heard the cry of I've heard the cry of my people, also your people. I've heard their cry, and, and indeed it's reached my ear, and I got a plan. I'm gonna go in and rescue them. And Moses is like, Great, I love where you're going with this, Lord. This is a fantastic plan. And then the next thing he knows, God looks at him and he says, And guess who I'm gonna send? <laughs> I'm gonna send you. And I think maybe Moses in that moment said, Wait, 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 Lord, I, I, I liked where you were going with this, but but I'm not so sure about that part sending me. He said, I am sending you. Come on, say, I'm sending you. And then Moses, as I'm sure as many of us can identify, he went through this, this stage that I think a lot of us can find ourselves in. When God puts a calling on your life and the calling is so much bigger than you are, Moses found himself in this place where his eyes weren't where they were supposed to be up on the Lord. His eyes were on himself, and he started going through this series of reasons why he was telling God why he thought maybe this plan wasn't going to work. And he said, but Lord, who am, I that, who am I that you would send me? And the Lord said, son, don't worry. Listen, I'm going to go with you. I I'm coming with you. I, I will be with you. I, I will lead you. I will guide you. Come on. I'm going with you. And then, and then Moses said, well, Lord, but what if they ask who's sending me? Who should I tell them? And I, I love this response. I love what God says. God said, I am who I am. Tell them I am is sending you. Sometimes I want to talk to my kids like that. Sometimes, sometimes when my kids ask me, well, why do I got to do that? Sometimes I just want to go, because I am who I am. That's why. Because <laughs> I am. I'm your dad, okay? <laughs> I don't talk to him like that, though. So it's just what I think. It doesn't come out. But God says, I am who I am. Tell them, I am sent you. And he continues to go through some of these rebuttals. And Lord, what are we going to do? And God shows him how he would, he would perform some miracles that would help to, to bring belief into the Egyptians. And, and they're going through this conversation. But I want to focus in in chapter 4 and verse 10 because there's a very specific portion of, of Scripture that I promise you, if we will get a hold of this, it will change our life. If we get a hold of this right here, what we're going to learn today, I promise you, if you will grasp onto this, it'll change the direction of your destiny. It will unleash the power of God in your life and allow you to walk in the fullness of his calling for your life. I, I promise you. I promise you. After all these rebuttals and Moses had said all these things, he actually finally got down to, I think, what the real issue was. How many of you guys do that? There's a real issue. And then we try to sprinkle with all kinds of other stuff because we're afraid to just say what it really is. Right? You, you didn't, you didn't want to go out and wash some cars. I sprained my ankle. Right? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't want to go out and work all. I got a bacchiotomy. I don't know. You try to, you know. There's the real issue and there's, then there's what we try to sprinkle it with. And there was a real issue but then there was a bunch of stuff that Moses tried to sprinkle it with, but we finally got down to the real issue. And the real issue here was Moses said to the Lord, what the Lord was asking Moses to do, he goes, I want to send you to go speak to Pharaoh on my behalf. And the real issue is that when Moses heard that, he channeled it through his insecurities because he had a stuttering problem. He wasn't looking at God. He was looking at himself. And how many of you guys know that you and I, we know each other better than anybody else? 
I know all my weaknesses. I know all the things that I'm not good at. And the enemy is often quick to remind me. And that's why the Bible says we got to take thought every or take captive every single thought and make it obedient to Christ. Because the thoughts will come. And the real issue is God's calling Moses to go in and speak to Pharaoh. And Moses gets to this place and he says, God, oh Lord, here's the real issue, Lord. I've never been eloquent. Neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Finally, Moses, he just said it. He just said what the real issue was. He said, God, what you're calling me to do is actually the place of one of the places of my greatest weaknesses. And I, when I look at what you're calling me to in light of who I, who I am, I'm going to fall short every single time. Discourage will come over me if I measure myself up with the calling of God on our lives. Come on, can you say Amen. And so Moses says probably what you and I think on a pretty regular basis because it's already happening to you. You're getting opportunities already. It might not be God saying, I'm going to send you into a distant land. Maybe it is, but maybe it's just giving your devotion. Maybe it's God wanting to speak to you, speak through you. It'll, it'll work all circle up and you're like, man, I have such a fear of speaking to anybody or public speaking that I start making up I have all these reasons of why I can or what people are going to think about me. Or I, I think about every reason why this is going to go wrong instead of just saying, you know what, God, I'll go wherever you send me. I know that you're faithful and you'll speak through me. Lord, you just send me and I'll be your Moses. God, I'm available. I'm a vessel in your hand. Come on. God called Paul his chosen instrument he wasn't his chosen expert he was his chosen instrument he's an instrument in God's hands you and I were an instrument in God's hands I'm not the expert he's the expert I'm the I'm the instrument in his hands and all you and I have got to do is say Lord I'll be an instrument in your hands you do what you do I'll do what I can do and I'm gonna watch you do what I never thought you could do before I will be an instrument. I'm not the expert. I'm the instrument. Come on, say it. I'm not the expert. I'm the instrument. I'm the instrument. And Moses says, he says, Lord, I, you want to send me to speak, but I don't know how to speak. You want to send me on this incredible mission trip, but this is actually one of the places of my greatest fears and my biggest weakness, and I love what the Lord said to him. And I promise you, get this in your spirit. It'll change your life. Get this in your spirit. It'll change your life. The Lord said to him, Moses, he's standing with God, having a conversation with God. And God says, Moses, let me ask you something, son. I hear what you're telling me, but let me ask you something. Who is it that gave you that mouth, son? Who is it? Who gave you that mouth, son? Who makes man deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Come on. Is it not I, the Lord? Come on. Isn't it me, Moses? Where's your trust at? Where's your trust at, Moses? Isn't it me? And listen to what he says. He says, now go. Everybody say, now go. Now go, and I will help you speak, and I will teach you what?
to say. Come on, say amen. He says, just go. You're the instrument in my hand, and you can trust me. Just go. I will teach you. I'll help you, and I'll teach you. I'll help you, and I'll teach you. Listen, you are going to come to place after place in your walk with Christ. When we're following Christ, we're always moving forward. Somebody say amen. The Bible says that we move from glory to glory and from strength to strength. And what that means is that your life following Christ, it will be one moment after another of God calling you out of your comfort zone and into his. It'll be one moment after another of God calling you into something that you don't know how to do, that you've never done before, that you're not comfortable doing. And if, you, if we cannot get to the place, if we cannot get to the place, we say, you know what, Lord? I don't know how to do that. I, I don't. And you know what? I feel insecure about it. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little shaken up about this whole thing. But you know what, Lord? I'll be your Moses. Send me. Speak through me because I trust you and you're faithful and you've never let me down. And when I look all throughout my life, I see your hand sprinkled all throughout my entire life. And I know that if you're calling me into something, that you'll never leave me hanging. If you're calling me into something, you, you'll, you'll never leave me hanging. And so now it actually changes the direction of the way that we approach God because now I'm not coming to God in a place of fear. I actually have a little bit of excitement to see, God, how are you going to do it this time? Man, this is exciting because, Lord, I'm terrible at this. But I can't wait to see how you're going to come through. I can't wait to see how you're going to come through. Lord, I submit myself to your leading and your guiding. Lord, I open up my heart to your Holy Spirit, and I thank you for giving me words and speaking. God, I thank you for giving me the courage that I need. Lord, I'm so grateful that your power is made perfect in my weakness, and I trust you. Come on, give the Lord some praise this morning. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Shouldn't it make more sense that God would actually call us into things that we're not that good at? Should we be surprised when God calls you into something that you've never done before? Can I say this in the most loving way possible? This is, this is just my brotherly heart to you. Stop passing the buck. Stop. Stop punting. Stop giving up what God has created you to do. Listen, don't let fear cripple you. Don't let the unfamiliar thing that God's calling you into uh, uh, put you in this place where, well, you know what, then I'll, I'll pass. Because you know all you're going to do is you're going to pass it to someone who has figured this out. You're going to pass it to someone else who's going to go, okay, Lord, well, wasn't expecting that, but I trust you. <laughs> Because this is our walk with the Lord. It's one step after another of you and I trusting in the Lord. And here's what we've got to do. We've got to step out of our fear and into God's faithfulness. I'm just going to take a step, Lord. I'm going to step out of my fear, this 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 bubble that keeps me right where I am in a really familiar, comfortable place where, where I, uh, the only thing that I do are the things that I already know how to do. Here's the thing. Can I be really honest with you? I have, I just got to be honest, I've never, I've never hit my knees and prayed to the Lord right before I barbecued a tri-tip. 
And I'm going to tell you why. Because I've probably barbecued 500 tri-tips. My wife is so sick of tri-tip. But I know how to do that. I know how to do that. It, it, it never brings me to this place where I'm like, God, if you don't move right now, this tri-tip's going to burn. I've just never been in that place. But this is what God does with the call on your life. And I want everyone's attention. I need you to look at me because this is for every single one of us. There's not one of us that is exempt from this this morning. God loves you far too much to ever call you into something that you could do without him. God, as your father in heaven, loves you far too much to put a calling on your life that you could take and say, okay, see you, dad. Thank you. God desires relationship with you. He desires dependency with you. The Holy Spirit wants to be your, your guide and your lead. The Holy Spirit wants to empower your life in a brand new way. And all it takes is our dependency on him. Come on, can we stop asking for what God's already given us? I don't want to approach God and say, God, would you please? I want to approach God and say, thank you, Lord, that you've given me the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you set my life free. Thank you that your promises are yes and amen. Thank you that you have a plan for me. Thank you that Jeremiah 29, 11, it has not become so familiar to me that it's lost its potency, but your word says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And in the New King James, I think he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you because God's thinking about you. I know the plans that I have for you. The Holy Spirit is called our comforter, but let me ask you this. If I walked into a hospital this afternoon, I walked into the emergency room just like this, walked in just fine. I'm like, hey, uh, how you doing? They're like, hey, how you doing? Uh, how can we help you? I'm like, yeah, I need some comfort care, please. And they're like, you need some, well, sir, what's going on with you? Nothing. I mean, I'm having the best day ever. It's fantastic. Well, sir, we don't, so you mean there's, there's, there's no, you have no injuries, there's, you're not, you're not, so you're not uncomfortable. No, no, I'm, no, I'm not, but I would love some, I, can, can you give me some comfort care? They said, well, sir, we, we only give comfort care to those who are uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit is called our comforter, right? The Holy Spirit is our comforter. How can the Holy Spirit ever comfort us if we're never uncomfortable? Come on, how can the Holy Spirit unleash comfort in our life if I will never step out of my comfort zone? And I'm telling you, we got to stop acting like this. We have this zone, this place that we're comfortable. And in that zone, we'll go, God, I'm your man. Send me, Lord. Lord, do whatever you want to do. I'll follow you wherever you want me to go. God, call me, send me. And the Lord's like, sweet, thank you. Once you go over there and you're like, Lord. Lord, you're funny. Lord, you know I don't do that. Lord, send me, God. Give me an opportunity. I want to serve you with all of my heart. Cool, go do that. But I don't know how to do that. And unless you and I will learn under the power of the Holy Spirit and our faith in God's faithfulness. If we will not step out of our comfort zone, we can never step into his. 
And so are your walk, believers, and what I want to encourage you today, listen, I know that you came to Teen Challenge just trying to put some distance between you and your past, but so did Moses. When Moses went to Midian, all he was trying to do was put some distance between him and his past. And he went from distance and he was delivered into the house of Jethro. And then once he was at the house of Jethro, he discovered God. And then from his discovery, God gave him his destiny. And then from his destiny, he had to make a decision. And I want you to know, when I came to Teen Challenge, all I was really trying to do was put some distance between me and the drugs. I was trying to put some distance between me and the destruction. But I didn't know that God's plan for us, it wasn't distance God's plan was deliverance come on somebody say amen and we go from distance to deliverance and God delivers us and we go man I've never experienced this before finally I got freedom finally the shack the shackles are are, uh, are broken off of my life and we go from distance to deliverance and then we go into discovery you start reading your word and finding out God is not who you always thought he was he's not a cop in the sky waiting for you to mess up so that he can come down on you he loves you he's your father in heaven He's got a plan for you like you've never imagined before. You're going to read words like love and truth and grace and patience and kindness and goodness and mercy because that's who God is. So you were just trying to, I know a lot of you, you were just trying to create some distance. Little did you know God had deliverance for you. And from that deliverance comes discovery. And as you begin to discover who God is and who you are in him, God will start to lay out your destiny. And when God lays out your destiny, come on, I know the plan that I have for you. Plan to prosper you, not to harm you. And when God starts to lay out your destiny, we come down to the last one. You got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. Who am I going to trust more? Am I going to trust my fear? Or am I going to trust your faithfulness? Am I going to rest in my comfort? Or will I rest in yours? I get to be comfortable either way. I can either rest in mine or I can rest in yours. I want you to stand with me this morning because what I believe that God wants us to make a declaration here to him today. We're going to step out of our fear and into God's faithfulness. Come on, we're going to step out of our comfort zone and is to and into his. Come on, can you say amen? God has a plan for you that you could never, ever imagine. And it starts right here, right now. Come on, today is the day. You... This, the, the whole time that you've been listening to these things this morning, I know there have been moments in your heart where you go, man, I can identify. I've been Moses. I've made excuses. I've been in that place. I, I've, I've been looking at the call of God through the lenses of who I am instead of, instead of who he is. But can we get to the place when the Lord says, come on, now go. I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. Listen, here's what changed my life. When I started on staff, and I promise I'm closing, when I started on staff, a teen challenge. The night before, I had to take my first choir out. I was scared to death. I was. Really been in front of anybody. I'd certainly never gone into a church before. I had just given my life to the Lord a couple nights before, and I went up to my office at the Benedict Castle, and I was crying out to the Lord because honestly, I was scared. And in that moment, when I was praying to God, he led me to, to Exodus chapter 3 and 4. And he showed me this verse, and he spoke into my heart, Son, if you'll just go, I'll help you, and I'll teach you. If you just go, I'll help you, and I'll teach you. And from that moment, I made a decision. And it, it kind of just became like my saying with the Lord, 
Lord, I'll be your Moses. Send me and I'll trust you. Lord, I'll be your Moses. Send me. I'll trust you. Lord, I'll be your Moses. Send me because I trust you. I'll be your Moses, Lord. I'll trust in you. I'm not going to let my faith, I'm not going to let my fear rob me from stepping into who you've called me to be. Come on. Haven't we had enough taken from us already? Are you done being stolen from? Come on. It's time to shake off fear and receive God's faithfulness. And if that's you, I want you to come down here this morning and we're going to pray right now. I want to pray over you. Today is a day to let go of fear. If you've been gripped by fear, I want you to come down. If you've been gripped by insecurity, I want you to come down. Today is the day. This can be your burning bush moment. God says, I'll teach you and I'll lead you. I'll teach you and I'll help you. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I'll teach you and I'll help you. I'll teach you and I'll help you. Receive that into your spirit. I'll teach you and I'll help you. God's saying to you, I'll teach you and I'll help you. Father, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name for every one of these students that are here today. God, this is a sea of your faithfulness standing right before us. The fact that we are even here today, God, is a shining representation of your faithfulness and your goodness to us. God, I thank you that this is an army that you're rising up for this, for, for this day, God. I thank you that you have indeed heard the cry of your people all throughout the world and that you are sending us. You are building us up, God. You are going to manifest your presence in our lives. And I pray right now, fear be gone in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, break off the shackles in Jesus' mighty name. Shake off that fear. Fear, you have no hold on me. You don't belong to me anymore. I will step out of my fear and into your faithfulness. Come on, say, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.